Chapter 12. God's Fatherhood Are some of you growing impatient with all this talk of mysteries and hidden truths? Saying to yourselves, Get on with it. Tell us about fatherhood. I'm sorry, but I cannot tell you about fatherhood. I can only help you discover it for yourself. And the first important part of that process is disciplining yourself to see in new ways. This is where it all begins. It is a slow, quiet learning process that cannot be hastened. Why have we been talking about eggs and trees and roses and grains? Because we have to train our eyes to apprehend fatherhood in unexpected places. Nothing I can say to you will be of the least benefit without such apprehending eyes. Fatherhood exists all about us. We have to learn to see it, first in grains of wheat and in the bud of the rose. When these lessons are learned, the Spirit will take us to higher plateaus, until at last we are capable of dwelling among the very peaks themselves. To get there, however, we must learn to discern the Father's fingerprints in the world about us. This is the first step in knowing. When we see his fingerprint, then we can begin to discover what kind of Father caused that fingerprint. Thus, slowly by degrees, his character begins to dawn in our heart. The most important truth in all the universe can be stated in four words. God is our Father. The world literally hangs together by this central truth. Without divine fatherhood, there is no life. There is no love. There is no universe. To the extent we apprehend God's fatherhood, will our life be integrated, whole, and complete in relationship to the Creator who made us and to the surroundings in which He has placed us? Seeking and finding God's fatherhood is the great story, the essence of history, the meaning of the hidden thread weaving through every human life. It is the story of God's people in the Bible. It is the reason Jesus came. It is the very essence of Jesus' two mighty prayers on the night before his death, with his disciples, and later in the garden as they slept. In this pilgrimage we have undertaken, we are following in the footsteps of our Lord, who throughout his life, had to seek God and pray for increasing depths to be revealed to him concerning the divine fatherhood. Imagine it. Even Jesus himself had to seek this knowing of his Father's character and being, in just the same way we do. He was occasionally in doubt about his Father's will. He had to get to know the Father, too. Indeed, he is our brother, our example, and our trailblazer in this quest. When we read the Gospels with our newly trained eyes, we begin to see that God's fatherhood is the single truth 
toward which Jesus always points. It was the entire focal point of his mission on earth. In this mission, however, Jesus forged a new ground. Aside from a few instances, throughout the Old Testament, God had not been perceived as a father. There was no doctrine of the Trinity, no concept of father, no knowledge of son, no awareness of Holy Spirit. Yahweh was one. Father was arguably the last term anyone would have used to describe him. Nor was the Jews' religion in Jesus' day a personal one. They viewed God primarily as lawgiver and judge. Moses and David walked in intimate friendship with God, but not so the masses. The law was to be obeyed, and the almighty judge called Yahweh stood ready to render judgment when it was broken. Greek and Roman secularists and philosophers, on the other hand, viewed God, or the gods, either as an abstract principle, in the way that Caesar was God, or pure myth. Nowhere in the theological or philosophical world of Jesus' time, then, was divine character equated with fatherhood. Jesus did not merely make all things new by bringing the new life of the second birth. He made new as well the prevailing perception of who God was. He broke apart the oneness of God's being into its three constituent parts. He declared, I am the Son. I will make life possible by my example, my teaching, and by giving my life for you. When I go from you, I will send the Spirit to reveal truth and give you power to live the new life. And throughout his life, over and over, Jesus emphasized, Come to my Father. Pray to my Father. Know my Father. Seek my Father. I will show you the way to him, but he is the source of life itself. Fatherhood was the reason Jesus could work miracles, the reason he was born into a family, the reason he died, the reason he rose. The atonement and the resurrection were the Father's doing, wrought and made possible through Jesus' obedience. Jesus had nothing else in all the world to do, and he said so, but to point us to the Father. If you have seen me, he said, you have seen the Father. Thus the question arises, have we truly seen either Jesus or the Father? Seen them, as he meant us to see them. This is why we must train our eyes to see, first in the small things, that we might then behold the larger. It behooves us to look with more dedication and diligence into the Gospels to discover the true nature of both Father and Son. For learning to live as the Father's children is the only means whereby the world will come to know the Father 
whom Jesus came to reveal.